Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School. I can't wait to teach you the mindset of allowing a giver to give. But before we do, I do have some funny papers. Christmas time edition. Here you go. I have talked many times about a veterinary hospital that I clean. I won't say which one it is, but I can tell you there has been some fun things that happened there. So my son and I were cleaning this for two years before my daughter ever came on board. But during those two years, we were cleaning on Thursday nights. One such Thursday night was really fun. The workers were already there till nine, and during Christmas season, they decorate a tree, they paint the windows, they have snacks, they have music, and they have fun. So I came at the usual time, and they were all still there setting up decorations. I had to work, so we did our best to work around them. The attic door was down. They were getting things from the attic to decorate, so we're trying to get around this door, which is in a small hallway. And there comes a point where I am cleaning in the main reception area, and there are five vet techs and a few doctors, and they are trying to pull off a pyramid. What, Ken? What are you talking about? You know, like cheerleading, when you got like three people on the bottom, two people on top of that, one person on top, they're doing this incredible pyramid thing? Yup, they were doing that right in the reception of the vet hospital. I didn't know what to do. I'm cleaning. Five people are building a pyramid. You go, okay, try this. Kneel this way. Try that. And you see them try it. And then they fall over. They topple. I'm like, do I laugh? Do I cry? Do I smile? Okay. They know I'm here. And eventually they absolutely nail it. And they're there. And they're about to get down. And I said, hey, guys, would you like me to take a picture? Be glad to. They said, yeah, please, would you? So one of them gave me their phone. And I started taking some pictures. So I'm cleaning a veterinary hospital. And I end up taking pictures of a human cheerleading pyramid right there in the reception. That's one story. Here's something else that happened, not related to a picture, but in the same place No one's there except my son and I, late on a Thursday night, me, my son, and Alexa. Do you ever ask Alexa to, Alexa, can you tell us some jokes? And she does. Well, if you have an immature 15-year-old and an immature 42, 43-year-old, that'd be me, you say things like this, Alexa, can you make a fart noise? And the next thing you hear was, (laughs) and we're laughing oh my gosh kenny it just worked we asked for a fart noise we got a fart noise i said watch this kenny alexa can you make a wet fart noise i cannot possibly make the sound here but alexa did the most disgusting and hilarious wet fart noise i have ever heard we fell off the couches we were sitting on. We were in so much pain of laughter that we almost lost our dinner. It was so painfully funny. And so if you're out there cleaning places late and there's an Alexa, I'm not saying you should try the Alexa wet fart, but if you want to, I'm not saying it won't work. You hear what I'm saying? 
Okay, did you like that? The Alexa wet fart? <laughs> that was pretty bad. That was pretty raunchy. I apologize. I hope you find it funny because I thought it was. So now let's dive into the title of today's episode, Allow a Giver to Give. Now, I want to share that this came about many times in my life in the past five years. I've told you about the mastermind community that I belong to, Total Life Freedom. We do retreats all over the country, members, entrepreneurs from all over the U.S. and a couple overseas are a part of Total Life Freedom. What's really cool is that there's a couple that are right here local in the Philadelphia area. And I'll give a shout out to those people right now. My buddy John Stange, pastor, and Emily Bruner, photographer, John Schuchman, realtor, Brad Imming, Google expert. And we met recently. We wanted to have a TLF Philly lunch. We gathered at Chili's in King of Prussia. It was a blast. We talked, we shared wins, best practices, what's working for you, what's not, tips on podcasts, just so many different things we ripped into while we ate lunch for about two hours. We laughed a lot telling each other jokes. I think there's one part where the waitress came over to me after taking all the orders and I just said a joke. She says, what will you have? And I'll say, well, I'm, I'm trying to keep the budget low, so I think I'll just have two packs of saltine crackers. And she just looked at me and the other people at the table were like, what did he just say? And they were laughing. <laughs> I mean, that's how close we are. We're friends, but we're also mastermind buddies and we push each other to perform and to be accountable. So it's a great atmosphere and we're so excited to be able to do this and we plan on doing it more often. So wouldn't you know it, lunch is nearing a close and the waitress comes over with a check. John Stonge gobbled that receipt up so quick and was on the tablet they have at the table to pay by credit card. And we were like, oh my gosh, John. And they started to try and talk John out of it. And I stopped them all. And I shared my struggle, lifelong struggle with them on allowing people to give. And when I was done in about a 30-second version they all agreed with me, and we as a group decided to allow John the honor to pay for lunch so that he could give to us. They all understood, and John was so happy. You see, we allowed a giver to give, and this is so powerful. Now that you see how that went down, now it's time for me to explain the mindset. In the classic book, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, he lays out the five laws of stratospheric success. The final law ties it all together. And I quote, the law of receptivity states that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. This is vital. You cannot give if no one receives. If you refuse to receive, you literally stop a giver from giving. There is a natural and beautiful symmetry between the two, and each are vitally important. It's unhealthy to only receive and never give, as this stops the blessing from flowing from you and to you. It's equally unhealthy to only give and never receive. Bob, in this amazing book, he is very clear that we must learn to acquire the skill of each giving and receiving. And it is a skill many of us have to learn. I did. When we do learn these skills, 
we can function in this stratospheric success he talks about. See, I have personally struggled with this my whole life. I never wanted to ask for anything, for any help. I would do it all by myself. My wife would literally have to force me to ask for help when we had to move. I didn't want to ask anyone, hey, Ken, do you get anyone to help you? Eh, no. Are you going to ask? Eh, no. Why don't you ask John? Why don't you ask Bob? Why don't you ask Seth? Eh, all right. I had to literally force myself, pry myself to do it. Does this relate to you? Or if someone wanted to give you a gift, oh, that's okay, you don't have to do that for me. Or if someone wants to pay for you, oh, that's okay, I'll pay for it. I would never ask anyone for money. I wouldn't ask anyone for help. And I wouldn't ask anyone for advice. Remember the podcast episode I did called 18 Gutter Bowls? Yes, that's where I bowled a 12 and I was like 135 average at the time because I didn't take advice. I also did an episode, The Four Windows, where there are people that will not ask for help. That's the first box. That was me. I was unwilling to change. I didn't want to ask for any help. But why? Why was I like this? Well, I found out when I was talking to my dear friend and my men's accountability partner with my marriage and all things related to being a family man, a father, a Christian, my buddy Billy Altman. He answered this question for me a few years ago. He said this, Ken, you're a firstborn. You're independent, and that's a good thing. But you're not asking anyone for help. Do you know what that's called? I replied, no, Billy, what is it? He uttered one word that changed everything, pride. That stung badly because I knew Billy was right. I was literally holding back givers from their deep desire and conviction to give. It's pride. I had a pride that thought, oh, I'm good enough. I don't need the help. I can do it. I'm independent. And maybe I was trained this way. I don't know. Maybe it's just the firstborn thing. I don't know that either. But I know that Billy was right. It was pride. And this is a big problem as givers need receivers to receive from them. And I immediately changed course after this conversation with Billy. And I've been a much better receiver over the past years. And guess what? Not only have I learned by breaking the pride causing me to hold back from letting people give to me, not only have I opened up the flow of giving to receiving in my life, I have also become a much better giver. Let me say that again. I have also become a much better giver. Giving was not an easy thing for me, but now I love giving. Literally, I love it, and it feels great, and I understand what this law of receptivity means. I have learned how to receive by breaking the pride, and I have learned how to give. Those two skills are now developing in my own life, and the success in my life has literally catapulted since I got this down. And so I wonder, is this a coincidence? I don't think so, and if you listen to this a few times through, you'll probably agree that this is a law of stratospheric success. You've got to allow a giver to give, and you've got to become a giver. Now back to our lunch meetup at Chili's. John was smiling from ear to ear once he put this meal on his credit card. We were all smiling ear to ear because we got a free lunch, but we also served John. Isn't that crazy? By us getting a free lunch and receiving with an open heart, with no pride, it allowed that giver to give. 
It made us happy. It made him happy. And what's super amazing is that we will do these meetups every one month or every three months, whatever it is. And John has just set the precedent that one of us will get the opportunity to buy the rest of the meals for those that came to lunch. And I hope I get the next chance. And you might think, why would you want to be the one to pay all that money? Because I understand Bob Berg's fifth law of stratospheric success, the law of receptivity. Allow a giver to give. Does that make sense? Well, let's find out. I'm going to give you a chance to allow a giver to give. I recently started offering up 30 minutes of my calendar every single week to answer questions to anyone in this podcast audience. And I really wanted to use that 30 minutes as an opportunity to be grateful that you are here. And whatever questions that you might have that are not answered in the podcast, if you want to ask me directly, go to my website. The link is here at the bottom of the podcast show notes. Click on that link, schedule a call with Ken, and I look forward to talking to you over the phone down the road. Have an awesome week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.